Welcome to UCYP, where we have uphill conversations with young professionals. Real conversations with bright, forward-thinking YPs. You know, every generation is different than those who've come before. And rather than generalities, we want to hear unique, individual perspectives of the generation that's currently on the rise. We want to elevate the voices, talent, and contributions of YPs in order to build a bridge to connect the past, present, and future generations, helping them to be heard, to be understood, and ultimately, to see them lead. Well, hello and welcome to the first episode of UCYP, our podcast with young professionals, uphill conversations with young (laughs) professionals. Yeah, and we are so excited. Me, I'm really excited about this whole new podcast series where we're just going to be really drilling into um, things that are important to young professionals and um, to people who work with that generation. Um, so I can't, I can't wait. And it's something that we have been working on for a while mm-hmm. um, with our our business that we launched, the leadership and um, coaching team uh, development and. Um, you know, helping companies with their culture and everything. We want to see more young professionals advance and climb up and, you know, bring the digital, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, culturally mm-hmm. and integrate them into that traditional model of business because they have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. And um, we're hoping to just really uh, just be a, um, a great contribution um, to helping this uh, advance, you know, mm-hmm. out in the world. Yeah. And I think um, one thing that's interesting is as we've been doing research on young professionals and, you know, I'm, I'm a young professional, we really value transparency and purpose. And there's a lot of these great qualities about millennials, that generation that I think people don't talk about. They spend so much time focusing on the negative that we're not focusing on all the great things that they're bringing. Well, we sat in a room with a great millennial. Mm hmm. Um, which she used the word digital what? Digital native. Digital native. She said they're <laughs> interchangeable. So if you don't like millennial, which I don't, I don't like any of the Gen X, Gen Ys and all that. And I don't like labels and mm-hmm. stuff. I understand they're there mm-hmm. and it's how it's like we need them. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a tag. Right. <laughs> so but she brought that up and her name is uh, Shama Hyder. And she started the marketing Zen group. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. Just the way she just puts that out there, the knowledge that she has Mm -hmm. and has built a multi-million dollar company Mm -hmm. right out of college. Right. You know, and how she shared statistically how young professionals, these millennials, right, these folks are just uh, far and wide beating out other generations that came before them Mm -hmm. with finances, like with their money. Mm-hmm. Um, their loyalty and commitment to their parents, they're mm-hmm. more likely to take care of them. You know, it's just like, it, it just blows your mind mm-hmm. that who they are and what they want to accomplish. Yeah. So we had some really incredible um, young professionals join us for this first interview. Uh, it's uh, Ramon Nieves Lugo, Tamisha Grant, and Jordan Trollinger. And the great thing is these three individuals um, have really different backgrounds, uh, different career paths, and unique perspectives on leadership, values, and connectivity. And our conversation was so rich. 
and the way they even, um, which I've always believed this anyways, I, I love closing the gap on even, I don't care if it's kids, you know, I believe that we're supposed to be adding value to others' lives that are coming behind us. And so that's always been, you know, foundational for me. It's just been, it's in the root and core of who I am. It's part of me. Uh, to do that, but just their welcome, the way they welcomed me into the conversation. And it's because they can see that I really care. But, you know, here I am, this Gen X guy, and they're just talking to me like I'm just one of them. And that's, and I think it's, it's eye opening just because of the stereotypes. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we really need to, I'm hoping this podcast could almost be like a stigma awareness campaign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just get rid of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, every generation has, you know, its promise and peril, mm-hmm. but there's more to this group than anyone could ever imagine. And the group be- behind them, it's, I believe is even going to get be- get mm-hmm. better. I believe that this group, this young professionals, this group of millennials they are going to be the ones to change the way things um, are, and they're going to be the setup for the success, I believe, of the future because we need it because it's just stodgy and yucky <laughs> in most most things. So, and I'm not saying I'm stodgy and yucky just because I'm older, just because I'm older. I don't wear like I don't wear. Well, I don't want to even bring up somebody's clothing. Somebody get mad at me because you know oh cabana shirts and. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? My my socks pulled up to my knees or something like that. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. No, it doesn't work. So you'll be able to find um, this on our website, uphillconversation.co. Mm-hmm. There'll be in the menu at the top. You'll see UCYP. You click that, bam, there's, there's going to be a presence. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep advancing this presence as well. We're going to get into Facebook, putting stuff up, Facebook Live things. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we want a community around it where they can share. Young professionals can just you know engage with each other. You know? Yeah, and we want to um, put together some different workshops for mm-hmm. young professionals on you know expanding your influence, putting your dreams to the test, um, and you know becoming just better leaders to continue to empower them and um, close that gap. So that's going to be really great. So be on the lookout for that. Right. Um, and we'll do those online and in in and you know in vivo yeah live (laughs) we're going to do them in workshops that are going to be live and invite groups of them to come in and do Mm -hmm. that but then we want to share it with the rest of the world to make it available through things that we'll host out there and people Mm -hmm. can just join in so this podcast is actually going to be uh one of two parts we broke it into two um make it a little bit shorter so you're not listening um for over an hour um and we're planning to launch these every two weeks every other week um on wednesdays which we think is a great you know midpoint in the week to give some inspiration right and and it'll keep evolving we'll just keep getting it better with more stuff more music different things different little fun tidbits blah Mm -hmm. blah blah So, hey, let's do this, right? Let's Mm -hmm. have this conversation with these young professionals on the first UCYP podcast, part one. We have some wonderful guests with us today. Um, We are going to be doing a podcast all around what it's like to be a young professional. So the first thing I would love for you guys to do would be to just tell us who you are, what you do, and also we'd love to know what do you place the most value on in your life and as a young professional? All right, I'll go ahead and get started. Um, my name is Jordan Trollinger. I'm the Director of Creative Services at the Southern Conference, which is an athletic conference. Uh, we've got 10 member institutions, two of them being Furman University and Wofford College right here in the upstate. 
Um, I think what I probably value the most is relationships um, and building uh, true relationships with people, uh, long-lasting relationships with people where you're constantly learning from, from them and they're learning from you. Okay, well, my name is Tamisha Grant, and I am an AmeriCorps VISTA. I uh, focus, my focus this year service is volunteer coordination for Rebuild Upstate, which is a local nonprofit that does home repair for low-income families. Um, and what's most important to me is service. That's what I've centered my life around. It's um, part of what I think is my calling for my life is to be able to serve others. So very focused on being able to find ways to to be of service to others. All right. My name is Ramon Nieves Lugo. I'm with uh, Unicom Media Group, which is a Hispanic marketing advertising agency here in Greenville, South Carolina. I think it's one of the first full service Hispanic agencies and still one of the first ones. So I'm excited to keep that going. Um, this year, really, I like how they mentioned, but really, I still focus on listening a lot with when I work with relationships, serving those things work normal for me, but listening is one of the things I really wanted to focus on this year instead of just me um, Speaking a lot, I wanted to focus more on listening to what I hear and so that I can understand, not to react, but really to understand better um, others, individuals, and better, you know, help their needs and what they need. I think that's great. And one thing that I love about all of your answers is there's a really interesting statistic out there that uh, 90% of millennials, and so before I go any further, I'm going to kind of use the word millennials or young professionals, Gen Y, I think for the purpose of this podcast, it's all sort of interchangeable. Um, you know, it, the millennial definition, it can go from, you know, 1980 to 2000, it can go from 85 to 2000. But when we're looking at it, I mean, this generation, we're the largest generation in the workforce today. And by, I think, 2025, we're going to be um, 75% of the workforce. So I think it's really important that we're having some great dialogue and that we are emerging as leaders. But the statistic is that 90% of millennials say that they want to use their skills for good. And 77, 77% say that culture is as important as salary or benefits. So as you are evaluating a company to work for or you're thinking about an organization that you want to support, what do those statistics mean to you? How do you see that as it relates to you? I think culture is, is huge. Uh, environment is huge. You want to, is a uh, large salary important? Yes. Is making money important? Absolutely. We got to put food on our tables, but I think um, the environment is what's going to draw you there. Number one, the people. People do things for people, not necessarily a paycheck. Um, and people do things for people that they know they can build relationships with and trust. Um, and that all is going to play into that work environment. You can't go to work happy if if you're not working with people that um, you know build you up and that you are constantly constantly learning from and being uh, challenged by. So if it's a bad work environment, then probably it's um, not going to last very very long for you. At least that's kind of how I feel. I agree. Um, being in the nonprofit world, our our whole focus is is people based, and so um, being able to to have purpose 
is something that I, I definitely hear resonated with um, fellow young professionals, um, not just doing something just to do it, but to know that you're benefiting. Um, I think we're very, just because we're so interconnected now, I think that we're very aware of others and what they're going through. And so we want to be able to to actively make a difference and, and not be so so self-centered, um, basically, you know, just me and what I want, my goals. Um, but, you know, how can I make the environment better? How can I make my community better? What those? What are those things going to look like and in, in inculcating that into their decision-making when it comes to career choice um, and companies that they work for? So, You know, I have a very unique experience just because I go from, like, working to entrepreneurship. You know, and I've, I actually was, when I graduated from marketing, uh, I was not hired at all because it was 2008 and it was hard. You know, I was bilingual. It's like, come on, you know, people can hire me. But well, you came in the midst of the economy. I know. Crashed. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> that I was, was like, one of the worst fields to be in. It was. I was in it. <laughs> it was. Yeah. But, you know, I came from that. And so I started working in, I came to realize very early on that it's like, you know, money was okay, but like I wanted to be, felt like useful. I wanted to be... Like I have great ideas. I have uh, have these things that I want to implement, and I didn't feel valued. And then I just said, "Oh, what the heck! I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna start my own company." And I didn't realize that now that we have 15 employees, that and our oldest employee is is 40, and the rest is younger in that millennial group. Like we have a culture where money's money is what they want, but now we are looking like you know we have half days on Fridays. We give them the ability to do different things on their own time or even in, in, in our time, we want to pay them for that. And we listen to them to like see what they want to do. And so it's it's weird from going from like when I was working and then now that we have like all these like different young people doing different things uh, that just drives me. And But for me, it was just like culture was, is still big and it's still right now huge. Like when we talk about it with our company, it's like what that culture is. Um, to work, you know, with uh, young professionals. But for me, it was just like seeing it from when I worked. And then now that I'm like an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I like we, we see more young professionals, uh, young his, uh, professionals that want to be more entrepreneurs that want to do their own thing, but still they want to be, we call it entrepreneurs, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, and I love the fact that, you know, you didn't see an opportunity. So you created one for yourself. And I think that there's a lot of young professionals in the world that do that. Uh, and one thing that Tamisha said, she talked about, you know, how we're all so connected right now. But thinking about that, you know, being so connected, it can feel like being on Facebook, we're constantly bombarded with that or a LinkedIn update about somebody getting a new job or a new promotion. And so it can sometimes make you wonder why, you know, why am I not experiencing this same level of success? I mean, Ramon, you've experienced it through a lot of hard work, but someone your age who may still be working a nine to five job and uh, they're saying, why am I not experiencing the same amount of success from you? So, I mean, do you think that it creates social media specifically creates some unrealistic expectations for young professionals. How does that affect you guys? Absolutely. Um, I had somebody come up to me the other day and was like, your life is really interesting. I was like, why would you say that? And they're like, oh, I saw you on Facebook and you always look like you're going somewhere. And I just had to assess to myself, like, really? Like, because all you see, that's like somebody's like, you know, their, their success reel. 
<clears throat> that's not their day-to-day life. You don't get to see their struggles. You don't get to see the bad days. You don't get to see any of the, the work that goes into that. And so therefore you may assume a lot about a person that hasn't even really accurate. So taking that into, um, into account as well as, you know, if you're in a position where you're like, man, I want to be able to, to get there, you know, wherever there is being able to kind of, I, I want to be one of those people that is able to kind of have that conversation to bridge that gap between what you see and what it actually looks like. So if you like, how do I get to that point? Like, feel comfortable asking me because the reality is that, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into, you know, being successful and, and sharing those, those, those times and that vulnerability can kind of humanize the whole experience of whatever you think you see and and how that looks. So do you feel like that's the mindset that most people use? Like in your, what's your experience like in your peers, your peer Mm -hmm. group, right? Do you feel like they share that same mindset? Do you feel like that's, or do you feel like yours is a little bit different? A little I mean, bit different. I do think that people feel the pressure to put on. I do. Okay. I think that the having that life that looks a certain way on social media is really, really like, you know, they want to, they want to be seen a certain way and, and, and it's important to them to maintain that imagery. Um, Whereas I'm actually, because I know where I came from and I know what my struggles are and I know there are people who are struggling similarly. So I want to be able to like bust that, that, you know, that bubble about what it's supposed to look like to be, Mm. you know, in leadership or a young professional, like we have struggles too. And that is part of what makes us who we are. So being able to kind of create that honesty, I think I wish I would see more of that, Mm. if anything. Well, Jordan, Ramon, what do you guys think? And, and that. Yeah, I mean, I would completely, completely agree with that. Um, but I also think that it poses a challenge, which I like a lot. I'm all about challenges. Going back to work environment, if I, I don't care what my title is, I don't care what my paycheck is, but if I'm not challenged and I don't feel like I have that responsibility, then you know, I'm I'm not going to be passionate, and it's not going to be it's not going to be good, um, good experience. But I think, you know, talking about social media, I think specifically thinking about LinkedIn and other platforms like that that are focused on, you know, careers and jobs. So that challenges me. You go on and you see what some of these people have accomplished. And I mean, you can, you know, see it just by reading their resume and how and how they update it and stuff like that. That challenges me to to work harder and to be able to accomplish that. You know, some of it might be unrealistic. I think of Snapchat more of like, okay, these people are just going out and snapping like the best things happening. And you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. But a lot of it is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're talking- Tell me what's really going on. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat to watch all you crazy people. But- um, yeah, not a fan. But LinkedIn, I think I get on there and especially when I'm hungry and especially when I'm like looking for ideas and I get on there and I'm like, you know what? That person is working it out. They're working hard and I want to I want to be that one day. Yeah, it's like for me, it was a issue when I was like growing, gr- growing through my growing pains of like entrepreneurship, but looking at other people's like wow, they're growing. They're doing some stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm sitting down with my pastor one day and just telling him, it's like, Listen, this this whole business thing, I think I'm gonna give it up because it's just tough, and I don't know. It looks it looks easier over there, and he just always just tells me. And I obviously I'm from Puerto Rico, so the expressions 
don't know him very well, but he said, you know, grass is always greener in the other, the other side, side, you know? Yeah. And that, for me, it was just an eye-opener. And that sounds so simple, but that was like, wow, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, that was just um, like a storefront, you know? You, you look at the storefront, and it's like everything looks awesome and clean, but then in the back, it's like completely different. And it's not always that way. It's never like in the back. And so I've learned to really find my passion and drive my passion. To tell you the truth, uh, I don't. I try not to compare myself with other individuals, even though I see what is going on. But I try to celebrate what they're doing. Like if it's good stuff, like that's happening. Because uh, I felt guilty one day, like a couple years ago, where I was like jealous of a friend of mine who was an entrepreneur and was growing, and I was like, like what? You know, why I'm not there? And instead of like feeling like jealous, I sh- I wanted to feel more celebratory like celebrate that even though if i'm still having like one client and he has like 20 or has all these different things i needed to change that mindset and i wanted to focus more on that because that was like my initial like when i was growing up everybody wanted to show the part see the part and i wanted to change that and that was a little bit different for me in that perspective so i think another negative of the whole social media thing and especially that has affected millennials and young professionals is that instant gratification that then resonates where you feel like oh you know i i'm gonna work really hard and i'm immediately gonna get a pay raise or i'm immediately gonna get a title change and that has affected everybody and it comes from social media i think it really does other things too but yeah well, I, I think one interesting thing is that, you know, in different studies that have been done, you know, young professionals, millennials, the number one thing that they're looking for when they look for a job is opportunities for growth and development. But it's a really interesting contradiction because you want to go to a company so that you can learn and grow, but you want that instant promotion. And, you know, we are that generation and, you know, everybody's heard the joke of everybody gets a trophy and our whole lives going through, you know, school and sports, you're getting constant feedback. So what do you, what do you do though? Because you have to get the negative feedback too, in order to grow, in order to get that promotion. So I think, one thing is, you know, how do you how do you make sure that you're working on yourself as a young professional and not just working on your work? Do not be afraid to ask for feedback. I just did it today. I was scared to death because nobody, you know, I think it's a ego thing. I don't I don't think that millennials have like, you know, a monopoly on not wanting to hear the negative about themselves. Mm-hmm. However, it is important, it is paramount to your improvement is to be able to to hear the the hard criticism because how are you going to grow if everything is always, you know, rosy and peachy keen and, you know, and most of us know, but we need to hear it sometimes. Like, I want to hear what you think I should improve upon and, and be okay with the fact that that's not a knock on who you are as a complete person. It just means you have room to grow as we all do. And that's, that's something to, to be proud of. And that's something that you should want to embrace, not, not avoid because to get there, there you have to be able to, to be able to take criticism. So. I think that's important, like getting feedback. I think it's still one of the hardest things for me, you know, like mm-hmm. asking people for feedback, and I still do. But I, for I, for those that still struggle with that, I, I tell them also put some goals for your areas, personal, professional, business, and compare that to what you're achieving, and still get some feedback. I mean, at least get some headway. I, I really like that. I'm a big believer in that because it. it if you feel struggling, you can always go back to your mission. You can always go back to those goals and say, 
did I meet any of these? Did I lose weight? You know, did I lose like 30 pounds that I wanted to do personally? And that, you know, I didn't achieve that. But the, the feedback itself is important. It's like, and people will say, well, you technically go out to eat a lot and you eat the cheesecake. You always get it. You know, like, oh, I see myself eating that. The it's cheesecake. Like, yeah, he went right for the cheesecake. You know? Oh, my God. So, you know, I'm just used to a poor I know example. You, yeah. but, <laughs> no, it's a great one. But I love like, like, the cheesecake the, factory. The cheesecake, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that one. But, gosh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just it, feedback is important, but also those those goals. And I just realized that that's an important area of my part. It's like those goals that I put in my areas, can I achieve them yearly, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I would be where I am today without the negative criticism. You know, I go back to the challenges and talking about having to be constantly challenged. But, you know, I also I'm a female in the sports industry and athletics, um, you know, former athlete. And I think I've got that mentality of you're going to tell me, you know, give me negative feedback, then I'm going to do what Tim was talking mm -hmm. about. And I'm going to I'm going to show you that I can do it. And I feel like that's kind of always gotten me to the next place where you take that that criticism, turn it into a challenge and then and then use that. And especially as millennials and young professionals, we have to be able to do that because everyone else feels like we don't do that well. Mm -hmm. So be different. Let me ask you what, when it comes to, you know, and I brought up about, you know, I was one of those I struggled with, you know, don't let anyone despise your youth, you know, but at the same time, I realized when I was younger, it was a lot more cocky for me. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell me, you know what I mean? And I, which, but, but so I had the goal side and the drive, which was good. Cause a lot of people there, there can be a lack of drive or in order to drive, you have to just give incentive. And I'm wondering about that internal motivation, like that internal motivation. So with internal motivation, letting that be the way that you move and progress, okay, for yourselves. Um, for those that are going to be listening to this, that are young professionals, that are in your peer group, as well as those who are outside of it, which to me is very important for me, I want, I want those to hear that you, that, you know, what motivates you, how do you self-motivate? Okay. But also knowing at the same time, I may lack some things, you know what I mean? But I can't help when I was born. Right. Yeah. It's like, you can't help where you were born and can't pick your family, but you can pick yeah. your friends. Right? right. We can go down the list of all the things. So what do you do? What's yourself? What do you do to self-motivate to pursue your goals, even in the limited area where you know what I mean that you might be operating out of. Do you understand what I mean? Oh yeah. Just in that limited mm -hmm. space. Yeah. What do you do? I mean that's I think that's a a struggle. And actually I would say this. I was I struggle with that, you know, a lot. <laughs> I don't want to say that because it's it's easy to get distracted with a lot of different things. Uh I recommend any young professionals get a mentor older than them. The reason why is this. I met with my mentor. I meet with him monthly. He's like 70 year old, but he still works. He's driven. He he's better shaped than I am. And I asked him, "What drives you? Like, how do you have you ever felt like you know that you want to do something else or just lose your you know your passion, your drive?" And he's always pointing me back. It's like I know it sounds so simple, Ramon, but it's it's my mission. And I asked him, "What's your mission?" And he told me blankly. I was like, "Wow, you know." And that for me was my self motivator. Was my passion. The passion that I had was in my mission. You know, I have a passion for the Hispanic community and uh, Hispanic millennials. 
And my mission is to enhance our culture through strategic work. And I, when I think about that, I was like, I want to enhance, I want people to know that Hispanics are not all Mexican. We're not all yeah. Puerto Rican. Yeah. We're yeah. not all like it's uh, you a know, big spicy Hispanic food, world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big Hispanic lot. world. Yeah, it's you know? huge. <laughs> it's huge. And we all are great, talented, gifted. You know, Mexican, Colombian, Puerto Ricans, uh, Guatemalans, they're all very gifted and we can do great things together. But I want to enhance that. I want to elevate that. And that motivated me to, to go out there and get three more clients because I want to be able to do it through that mission. And that was my, that's, that's me. You know, I know everybody here in the panel will be different, but that's myself, whatever. It's like that mission back to that mission. And if you don't have one, go find one, get one, you know, start thinking about a few ones, you know? Okay. Um, to kind of piggyback off of that, um, my story or my path to success whatever that looks like or to some people um was not a, a typical one um i'm a mom so my 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 son is a, a great big part of my motivation but also we I, I got to a point where i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do and i was starting to listen to outside influencers about what my path looked like and none of those things were working so being true to yourself and being true to your passion, like he was saying, and finding your mission, when I found my calling, it felt natural. The things that I was doing felt purposeful. So I was able to continue even on the bad days, even on the days where you're tired, even on the days where you don't think that you're making an impact, because I know that I'm doing my my life's purpose, you know, and that the the success or whatever would come as long as I was continuing to be to be on the path of what I know that I, sh I should be doing with my life. Um, so those, those days um, are easier to deal with when you, when you really, really love what you do. I think um, my self-motivation is, is pretty simple. I think just for, for myself um, and, and Tim, I know you talked about this too, but I always try to think of myself as the underdog, no matter what, no matter even if I'm getting praise for work that I've done or, you know, getting positive feedback on a project or, um, you know, you get an award or whatever that is. I always think, well, that's not enough. I need to, not that it's not enough. It's cool to, to have those things, but always think of myself as um, kind of an underdog and what can I do to, to outwork other people. Um, you're going to share the same passions with a lot of people in your peer group and a lot of people that you work with. But um, I think if you kind of always think of yourself as the underdog and what do I need to do to get to, to the next step, not let it, don't let it drive you crazy. But I think if you have that mentality, that's, that's at least what, what drives me. Um, always trying to accomplish and, and challenge myself more. I love it. So we have a mission. And then purpose, which mm -hmm. I, that's the main thing that's coming out of it. And then also just that, you know, um, I like that. Just it's never getting comfortable with just what's taking place. So you're not comfortable. You don't want to stay there. You want to keep progressing, you know. And I think that's a, I think that's an admirable. All three of those, that's very admirable. Mission, purpose, and just never be comfortable. I'm the underdog regardless. So I think uh, for me, that's inspiring. We hope you enjoyed this episode, part one of our very first UCYP podcast. 
So make sure you tune in for the second half of the conversation and also subscribe to the show because you won't want to miss the future conversations that we've got lined up. We have some really incredible folks who are going to be joining us to have some conversations on really interesting topics all around um, the world of young professionals. So subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also find it on our website, uphillconversations.co slash UCYP. And of course, as always, please make sure you're sharing your thoughts, feedback, and ideas with us. You can reach us via email or um, on our Uphill Conversations Facebook and Twitter accounts. So thanks again for joining us, and we really look forward to continuing the conversation in just a few weeks. Thank you.